0: Rodney Jane here. Not to point out the obvious, but it's end of financial year. At Bob Jane T-Mart, get up to $150 instant cashback on brands like Pirelli, Dunlop, BF Goodrich, Continental,
1: Bridgestone, Sportex, and more. Alloy wheels from $125 and quality tyres from only $69. That's right, just $69. And we won't be beaten with our best tyre price guarantee. Call or shop online today at Bob Jane T-Mart. We'll look
2: after you. TSNC's and C's apply.
3: This
4: is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news powered by Race Fuels in association with Bob Jane T-Marts. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need them. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Each week, multi-award-winning journalist Mark Fogarty brings the big stories and talks to the big names. If it matters in motorsport, you'll hear it first, right here on Parked Up Plus.
1: Coming up, SVG on his NASCAR debut. Supercars, Silly Season, Cam Waters at the centre of speculation, Gen 3 Parody Summit and... Joey Mawson may still get a Bathurst co-drive reprieve.
4: All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus. Here's folks.
1: Hi there, race fans. This week, it's almost all about SVG. Shane Van Gisbergen is making his NASCAR debut this weekend in the new Chicago street race. It's the most anticipated foray into NASCAR by a supercars champion since Marcus Ambrose back in 2006. The difference is, well, there are a lot of differences, but mainly it's that Van Gisbergen is going in straight at the top, making a guest appearance in the elite NASCAR cup series. In a nine season NASCAR career, Ambrose worked his way through trucks and the second-level series to cup racing, scoring road course wins. SVG is starting right at the top, albeit on a street circuit in Trackhouse Racing's Project 91 Chevrolet Camaro, an extra entry reserved for international road races. He follows 2007 Formula One world champion Kenny Räikkönen, And if he does well on the Windy City street track, more NASCAR opportunities are sure to follow. SVG's NASCAR debut has rivaled parity recently as a supercar's talking point, questioning his long-term future here. Okay, so NASCAR and all that, well, Van Gisbergen, he's been in the States since late last week joining the Trackhouse team at their Nashville Oval race at the weekend to familiarise himself with the squad. He's returned to the team's base in North Carolina for a routine evaluation test at the Charlotte Motor Speedway Roval composite course. He's deep into preparations for the Grant Park 220 over 100 laps of a 3.4-kilometre street course in downtown Chicago to be run early Monday morning Australian time. Before he left, I spoke with S.V.G. about taking on NASCAR's big guns on a rough and tumble street course. He's excited and more.
5: Yeah, a um, bit of everything: excited, nervous, and yeah, a bit of anticipation. What it's going to be like, but um. Yeah, it's been something that's been coming for a while and yeah to finally get to get to do it and experience it, it's going to be awesome
1: and i mean realistically shane how do you think you'll go i mean we're all bigging you up back here because you know you're a street race demon and this is the first and only street race nascar has ever ever had but how do you go into it what are you feeling like you can do
5: yeah, well, there's many ways to, to look at it, but it's so hard to know. Um, I guess the bit, best thing is, I know I'm in a, in a great team with good equipment. Trackhouse is always good on the road courses. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the thing is, it's not like NASCAR even five years ago. They have, you know, I think there's five or six road courses this year. And the drivers, you know, when you look at the times now, it's not just three, four or five. There's There's 15 to 20 guys that are, up the front, pushing, so it's very different. And um, when I when I was really into NASCAR, you'd see Marcus be able to run top four every week and not the best car at a road course. And mm-hmm. I think um, I think the drivers have certainly got a lot better and take the road courses a lot more seriously because it's a it's a big part of their championship now. So yeah, I I really don't know, but I know there's nothing wrong with the equipment I'm in, so the potential is high, I guess.
1: Well, as we know, Shane, you're up for everything that's got wheels on it, but this is looking like probably your greatest challenge ever.
5: Oh, yeah, it's huge. Like, I've done some pretty cool things and out there, but I think this is, you know, to jump into such a high-level series, cold, um, you know, you don't get, I think I get two hours of testing at Charlotte as like a safety check type thing, and then you get a 50-minute practice and you're into the race, so... Or into qualifying, so yeah, there's not much not as much preparation as I'd like, but um or driving wise prep. But yeah, it's a it's a massive massive challenge for just one weekend.
1: It's a one off at the moment. But if he does well, it could lead to bigger things in the future.
5: Yeah, like I've always never really thought of it too much going overseas, but yeah, it's certainly Appealing to to try it, you know looking at NASCAR now. It's not just an oval series I think next year they're talking about eight races. So almost a third I think Mm. of their total races are going to be road courses So yeah, of course, it's appealing but it's very it's very um, I guess a rare or pretty exciting opportunity to try something to get straight into the top level and see what something's like without having to commit to it So it's pretty pretty cool if you look at it that way
1: and of course, longer term, yeah, you know, the oval races would be a very different thing, wouldn't they?
5: Oh yeah, like I, I, I have no idea what an oval race is like, you know, and, and to drive an oval, you know, I think those guys mainly grow up driving them and experiencing them, I think it's, yeah, that's so far from another world of, of discipline, you know, I think that would take years to learn and, and be pretty tough to just jump in and try and run with those guys.
1: With Brody Kostecki and Cam Waters also eyeing America, supercars is suddenly looking like a pathway to NASCAR. Van Gisbergen sought Marcus Amaro's advice as he considers his future in supercars.
5: Yeah, I think it's certainly appealing, and you know, I had some some interesting chats with Marcus about it. I rang him for some advice, and yeah, like it would be cool to. So maybe go and try it, you know, you can always come back here. But um, yeah, his advice, you know, he was in a in a similar stage in his career with it all, and maybe a little bit younger, I think, when he first went over. But mm. um, yeah, like you can you can go and have a crack, and you can always come back here, I guess. But mm. those guys as well, with Cam and Brody, they're a bit younger than me again, and mm. they're at the top of their game. Mm. It's the same. Go and have a have a shot at it.
1: So, so what was your connection to getting this drive how did it happen?
5: Um, well it was actually through Paul Morris who got in touch mm. with Boris said about it right um, and and Boris you know put in the good word to Justin and, and then Justin got in touch with me but but it, it came about I, I read all the all the stuff Justin says and and was saying about the objection or the <coughs> objective sorry of yes. of project 91. And, and what it was about bringing different disciplines together and giving them a shot and getting exposure for NASCAR in different parts of the world and it's pretty hard to uh, I found it a bit of a dream when it was Kimi Räikkönen, and you know to you know it's a pretty hard to back up to someone like him so it's pretty amazing to to be the next guy after him but um, yeah getting getting that call from Justin sort the end of last year and him saying it was a possibility was was pretty cool to hear. And, yeah, he targeted the street race pretty early on because he knew it would be, we knew it's something we do a lot of in supercars. So, mm. yeah, to um, to get that call from him, again, at the start of the year was, was awesome. I was, I was stoked.
1: And, is, Shane, is this a one-off or is there the prospect for more? No,
5: at the moment it's just a one-off, yeah. So, right. just a one-off. So, yeah, doing all I can to... Hopefully think it maybe might be something else.
1: Meanwhile, after dominating supercars for two years, SVG is struggling by his lofty standards. But he's still very much in the title race and declares that the fight is far from over.
5: Well, yeah, I had this conversation with a friend today. Like, he's like, oh, it's not a very good weekend for you, but that's the way the expectations are from everyone at the moment after the last two years where we yeah. had it pretty rosy, but I think, you know, I'm still uh, fifth in points or something and within 150 of the lead, like, it's not it's not a disaster like everyone seems to be making it out to be. Like We had a really shocking Friday. That was frustrating, but the way, you know, I was really struggling with the car and the way things were and, you know, being a guinea pig for the series and them stuffing it up and, and you know, losing most of Friday was a was a pain but to come out of that weekend second on points mm. and one two for the
1: team like it's it's not a disaster it's going going pretty well really yeah no as it's it, it's relatively mm. speaking and and yeah. as you touched upon if it weren't for that you know the newcastle disqualification um you're, yeah well by my mouth you'd to. be leading
5: yeah brock would be um i think brock would be wouldn't he
1: Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah through, you get what yeah. I mean. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get what I mean. You'd be, you'd be right up there.
5: Yeah, exactly. So we've basically had two DNFs and we're still well in the hunt. You know, it's not it's not uh, not the end of the world yet. And we've only had five races. It's, it's, it feels like a long year already, but, yeah. you know, we're only just starting, really. Uh-huh.
1: Allied to all this, there's been speculation that Van Gisbergen may quit supercars as soon as next year to pursue his overseas ambitions. His renewed contract with Triple Eight is for two years, but he has an option to race outside supercars in 2025. So, I put it to him directly. Will he be in supercars next year?
5: Yes, 100%.
1: Well, that's, that's pretty emphatic.
5: The year after, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> we've gone through all that, that the, yeah. the contract yeah, no, and all that, which was a, 100%,
5: 100% a strange
1: thing, wasn't it? Uh, how yeah, that I was announced. Was just some
5: miscommunication, I think, with mm. how how it was come out, yeah. yeah anyway. But it was, it was, it was all, no dramas within the team, it's just no. how it came out,
1: you know. SVG's commitment to supercars in 2024 adds to the silly season intrigue. Cam Waters is at the centre of speculation, despite Tickford Racing's assertion, that he's tied to the Ford team on their option. Well, it may not be that clear-cut. And Waters has had approaches from Walkinshaw and Judy United and Triple Eight. Apparently, there's also a mystery overseas option. WAU wants to pair him with former Tickford teammate Chaz Mostert in a super team, while Triple Eight's interest is insurance against Van Gisbergen leaving. And Triple Eight could still come into play for 2025. We understand that Tickford remains the front runner to retain Waters, but his NASCAR ambitions are a big part of the mix. Amid the silly season speculation, clearly Nick Burkett's future at WAU is at risk. Percat has left his game recently, but it may be too late. As well as courting waters, WAU has Kiwi phenom Ryan Wood in the wings. Wood has evident potential, and he also brings Mobile One New Zealand backing. Others suggest Wood will be loaned to Team 18 next year, replacing Scott Pye, who, it appears, is on the outer at the Mount Waverley team, despite matching team talisman Mark Winterbottom. More after this short break. The Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast It's all in the name. It's all motorsport, focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we love. Correct. Some people might only see a dozen motor racing events each year, but the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend, there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz, you're at most of them. Ah, yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast every fortnight.
4: You're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty.
1: Still on supercars, and Parked Up Plus can reveal that dual Australian drivers champion Joey Mawson is still a chance to qualify for a co-drive in the Sandown 500 and Bathurst 1000. Premier Racing wants to pair Mawson with Tim Slade in the Enduros, but despite holding an FIA super licence, he doesn't meet supercars' criteria. That's a minimum six Super 2 races or an FIA gold driver ranking. It turns out that S5000 star Mawson is eligible for gold status, but missed out because of an administrative mistake. Motorsport Australia is working to correct the error before the usual November annual review, while Supercars is sympathetic to his cause. Supercars Supremo Shane Howard revealed to Parked Up Plus that a recent meeting of the Supercars Commission endorsed efforts to let Mawson secure an Enduro co-drive.
3: Look, I, you know, I think everybody, um, and it was uh, you know, this was discussed. Uh, at our commission, and um, I think you know, pretty much uh, the entire room um, believes that you know Joe is a very talented driver, and that he would be um, you know to be good to um, give him the opportunity. Um, we're currently working with MA um, and uh, to investigate that opportunity of that gold license being applied, and when that could be applied and then how we could um, assist him with that.
1: While Mawson has an FIA super license, every series retains the right to determine eligibility. Motorsport Australia boss, Eugene Rocket confirms that, but also explains that there are high level discussions aimed at getting clearance for Mawson to co-drive at Sander and Bathurst.
0: And we can't take that right away. That's up for that's up to an athlete or a team or someone else to challenge if they believe that that's unjustified. We provide a structure for the issuing of super licences. We don't provide a structure for category entitlements. Um, There is, and if you speak to Shane, and if you speak to Supercars, they will give you a strong logical argument as to why they believe the criteria they've put in place, even if you haven't, even if you have qualified for a super licence, why they believe that's important to their category. It's for premier national category with a lot of money at stake. And so they want to protect the interests of all of their partners, sponsors, stakeholders. And so you'd have to speak to them as to the reasons for their criteria, but I understand it completely. And to the ordinary member, they say, well, you get a super license, why can't you race in supercars? As you said, many categories have restrictions on who they accept for a variety of reasons, whether it's age, whether it's power to weight, and there's no different in this case. But I do think I can understand supercars position. I feel for Joey Mawson. He's been caught up in a sort of administrative maelstrom. The FIA know he's entitled to a gold level, but they don't review that until the end of the year. So we're going to talk at that level with the FIA to see if they can review the way in which they allow qualifications, mid-year, for example. Um, I'm hoping that the Joey Mawson situation will resolve itself. He's too good a talented driver to be denied the opportunity as a double gold star winner to be able to compete in supercars. So it's not my decision, but we want to certainly work towards working with supercars to see if that's possible.
1: It's now official. There is a Gen 3 parity problem. Following the Chevrolet route in Darwin, supercars has admitted parity has to be reviewed. The results triggered the requirement for an adjustment. A complicated average lap-time-based calculation. The disparity requiring action was activated at Hidden Valley Raceway, forcing a re-evaluation. Parked Up Plus has learned that there will be a summit meeting this week to work out how to close the gap between the struggling Ford Mustang and the dominant Chevrolet Camaro. It'll be a major powwow involving Supercar's technical boss, Adrian Burgess, Ford Performance Global Motorsport boss Mark Rushbrook and GM Racing Chief Jim Campbell. There's talk of a big aero review test after next month's Townsville 500. Ford concerns over engine performance have been overtaken by claims of a crucial aero imbalance and also body panel weight discrepancies. Parity has dogged the introduction of Gen 3 and now Supercars has to do something because the long-standing performance difference calculation has been triggered. Gen 3 is so close that small differences in race lap times make a very big difference. Back in a minute. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state-level motorsports. And its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races.
0: For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race Fuels E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at racefuels.com.au.
4: You're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty.
1: There's been speculation in other media that Rebel Supercars sponsor Peter Adderton will mount an Aussie assault on the Le Mans 24 Hours Classic. Spurned by Supercars for a wildcard entry, Adderton's idea is to run a Super Gen 3 Camaro at Le Mans, emulating NASCAR's crowd-pleasing Garage 56 entry this year. Now, diplomatically, Supercars has expressed support of the Boost Mobile boss's latest scheme. But, honestly, the idea has more holes than Swiss cheese. If nothing else, an Aussie V8 assault on the Le Mans 24 Hours smacks of me too. Returning to Supercars CEO Shane Howard, who carefully plays down the idea.
3: Well, I think everybody looked at what NASCAR did and said, wow. I mean, the visuals of that, the amount of uh, media and marketing and um, the excitement of watching that car at Le Mans was an enormous interest. And I think that captures everybody's imagination and go, you know, well, why wouldn't we do that? Well, as I said, you know, in the future, we would you know, like to consider that. But also to be, uh, enable that, Um, Garage 56, that would be a very long process in satisfying the criteria. It has to be something certainly very special. And NASCAR captivated that. doesn't necessarily say that we would get approval, but, you know, um, in the future, that would be something that, you know, we would potentially investigate. Um, However, as I've also said, our number one focus is on this championship, and delivering uh, this at the right level um, for for all our fans at the moment and with our Gen 3 program.
1: Jane Howard emphasised that a supercar's garage 56 entry at Le Mans was very, very far from even being considered.
3: Yeah, look, I think we've got a great product at the right time with the right consideration with the right pro- a right professional program mm-hmm. that needs to be w- very well thought through, would need to be something very, very special um, for it to even be considered. So that's, that's where we would be. Sit mm-hmm. on that.
1: Look, an Aussie supercar at Le Mans is a feel-good idea, but seriously, it just wouldn't generate the interest to justify the huge cost. Another big weekend in racing, Featuring the classic safari rally and MotoGP at Assen, here with his roundup of all the action is Grant Rowley. Thanks to our partner Bob Jane Tima.
2: Ducati has continued its domination of MotoGP, winning the legendary Dutch TT at Assen on the weekend. Marco Besecchi won the sprint race on his satellite Ducati, but it was factory rider Francesco Bagnia taking the feature on Sunday ahead of head of Besecchi and Aprilia's Alec Aspargra. Australian Jack Miller retired early in the feature race after finishing 11th in the sprint. Safari Rally in Kenya saw eight-time World Rally Championship winner Sebastian Oje hold off Toyota teammate and reigning champion Kale Rovenpera in the iconic event, leading a 1-2-3-4 for the Japanese manufacturer. It was a huge weekend for motorsport in the United States, with NASCAR competing in Nashville. Ross Chastain won the cup race from Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin. At Watkins Glen in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Challenge, BMW's Connor De Filippi and Nick Yelloly took victory after the leading Porsche, driven by Matei, Jaminé and Nick Tander, were disqualified post-race due to a technical infringement. Also at Watkins Glen, Australian Thomas Sargent finished third and fourth in Porsche Carrera Cup North America. And also, stateside New Zealander Callum Hedge dominated the third round of the Formula Regional Americas at Mid Ohio, taking a clean sweep of all three races. This weekend is a big one for Shane Van Gisbergen as he joins the NASCAR Cup Series on the streets of Chicago. At Spa, the annual 24 hour event occurs with more than 60 entries set to take part while Formula One returns to Austria. That's the racing news from home and abroad. My name's Grant Rowley. Reporting for Parked Up Plus with thanks to Bob Jane T-Marts.
1: Thanks, Grant. Well, that's it for now. Back next week with more breaking motorsport news. In the meantime, Grant Rowley is Parked Up on Thursday. We'll hear from more big names. And don't forget Network Cars other podcasts. Girls on the Grid every Monday. And every second Friday, the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Show. This has been Pucked Up Plus. We hear the big news and the big names every week. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening.
2: You've just listened to another Network Hard Production.